Good evening. This is Pamela, and you're listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We are going to continue. We are in Chapter 14. And let me make sure I write that down, just so I don't get all discombobulated here. All right. We are going to revisit Genesis 6. And it's Genesis 6, verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, the men of renown. And I got to see something real quick here. Okay. All right. I just had to check something out real quick. Let me get back to it. All right. And if you look up sons in the Hebrew and the Strongs, you will find it's H1121. It's B'nai. And that's of the family name in the widest sense of literal and figurative relationship, including grandson, subject, nation, quality, or condition, afflicted, age, um, appointed to, one born, bow, branch, breed, bullock, young calf, young bullock, came up in, child, colt, uh, fruitful, postage, kid, lamb. So as you see, that's what the sons mean. Giants in the Strongs is H5303, and that is Nephel, and that means a feller, that is a bully or a tyrant, giant, that's what giant means. Mighty men, H1368, intensive from the same as H1397, powerful by implication, warrior, tyrant, champion, chief, excel, giant, man, mighty, mighty one, strong man, valiant. Okay. Also, it, that oh, to pronounce that word, it is gibor. That's what mighty men is in Hebrew, gibor. Now, that was, and then looking up Gibor itself, you'll find it strong, mighty. It's an adjective, strong man, brave man, mighty man. And what does man mean in the strong? So that's H120. You will find that that's Adam or Adam. And that means ruddy. That is a human being, an individual or species, mankind, etc. Low man, mean of low degree, a person. Men. Oh, let me see. That means Adam. Okay. Men in the Strongs is Ish. That's H376. Ish. That is an individual, a man as an individual or a male person. Person. Okay. So now we know what those words all mean in Hebrew. Let's continue to read it again. Genesis 6, 4. There were giants, gibor, tyrants, bullies, in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God, B'nai, you know, B'nai of God, came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, and the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. What did men mean? Go back. Let's go back and make sure you get this so you can see exactly what is being said. Men is ish. 
Remember ish, and it means a person, a human being, a male person, okay? Now, if you read that in context, you know that that is talking about human beings. It's talking about human beings because it uses the words for human beings, okay? Ish, ish, men, men of renown. Genesis 6, 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man, Adam, was great in the earth and that every imagination of his thoughts were evil continually. Okay, sorry people, I just sat back down. <laughs> All right, Genesis 6, 6. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart because he made man. Has nothing to do, and it says nothing about the angels that sinned procreated with women. It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Genesis 6, 6. Number 7. And the Lord said, I will destroy man, Adam, whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations and Noah walked with God now oh, man or men in each one of these verses either are Adam or Ish in Hebrew both meaning humans not a hybrid or an angel so where does anyone get the idea that angels created an offspring or even had the opportunity to do so the word used for men, mighty men, is gibor. Here is used throughout the Old Testament. It's the same word used throughout the Old Testament. It doesn't call them uh, giants or anything like that. It's gibor. They were uh, mighty men. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, and Joshua, it tells us that Joshua had 30,000 gibor to go to war. You telling me that he had giants? Doesn't say that, does it? No, it calls them, it calls them mighty men. J, uh, let's see, what's, how do you pronounce his name? Japheta, who was a judge in Israel, was called a gibor. Was he a giant? I don't think so. King David was called a gibor. Was he a giant? No, he wasn't. And King David had a group of gibor. One was Uriah, Bathsheba's husband. Was he a giant? No. King Jehoshaphat had at least 700,000 gibor. The list, the list goes on and on and on, brothers and sisters. Search it out for yourself. You will find nowhere does it say that angels had offspring that were gibor from human women. It just does not say that. It is not there at all so now let's keep going gibor remember means strong mighty strong man brave man mighty man non-masculine where do you get 14 feet giants in that or where do you get a hybrid in that you don't you just don't now that is even a description for god Think about that, meaning that he was mighty, 
he most definitely is not a hybrid or a demon and he's not a demon or an angel human mix we know that he's not an offspring of the nephilim he's god he's the creator he's mighty okay now always go to the word always now we're going to go to deuteronomy we're going to talk about one of the giants that is supposedly the offspring of angels okay deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 11 for only og king of bashan remained of the remnant of giants behold his bedstead was a bedstead of iron is it not in rabath of the children of ammon nine cubits was the length thereof and four cubits the breadth thereof after the cubit of a man og was a giant the bible tells us he was a large man we know by the size of his bed approximately how large he was a cubit is about 18 inches so his bed would have been about 13.5 feet long by six feet wide so he would have been at least a couple of inches if not a foot shorter than his bed to sleep comfortably yet og was an amorite which came from go to genesis chapter 10 starting at verse 6 and the sons of ham Cush and Mezram and Foot and Canaan. Now hop on down to verse 13. And Mezram begat Ludum and Anamon and Leabim and Naphtim. I can't say all these words. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Pathrusim and Chalcihim, out of whom came Philistim and Caphatorim. And Canaan begat Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth and the Jebusite and the Amorite and the Gergesite. What? Does the Bible actually say that Og was a descendant of Ham? It doesn't say he was a descendant of an angel. It does not say that. Og was human. He was large. Yeah, he was, he was a pretty big man, but he was a bully. He was a tyrant. So, well, since we just learned the seed only comes from the father, which I taught that a couple chapters ago, Og cannot be the offspring of an angel. He was the offspring of Noah's son, Ham, through Mezrim, not an angel. This giant was not from Cain's lineage either, but through Seth's. Simply put, he was a tyrant, a bully. He was a jerk, not a supernatural creation from angels and human women. Now, Ham was Noah's son. He was not the son of Satan. He was not the son of an angel, as some try to say. How do we know that? Let's go to Genesis chapter 5, starting at verse 32. And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. There's no room for discussion. The Bible says it. I believe it. Also, the Canaanites were not from Cain, but were from Seth's lineage through Noah. Genesis chapter 9, verse 18. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. <clears throat> and Ham is the father of Canaan. They all were in the line of Seth. You see? You understand that? Not Cain, but Seth. 
Now, let's go to the New Testament to disprove the lie about angels procreating with women. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Did God at any time begat an angel in the sense of making them flesh and bone? No. They are created beings. First off, secondly, Jesus said that. Luke 20 verse 34. And Jesus answering said unto them, The children of this world marry and are given in marriage, but they which shall they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, neither can they die any more, for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7 and of the angels he saith who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire luke chapter 24 verse 39 behold my hands and my feet that is i myself handle me and see for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have matthew 22 Verse 29, Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. That tells us pretty plain. First off, angels don't get married. Angels don't have children, and angels don't have flesh and blood. They do not have it. I'm sorry, they don't. Now, if that doctrine was true, how could God say, hey, spirits don't have flesh and bone. Here, feel me. He couldn't have said that. Because what the teaching is saying is that the angels became, who were spirit beings, became flesh and bone and blood and begat children. You understand? That's impossible. Didn't happen. It goes against the word of God. Let's keep going. Yet we are told that the fallen angels married human women and had offsprings that were giants. Why first off would they marry and not just rape every human woman they encountered? Think about it. That's kind of foolish, isn't it? All of a sudden, they're going to obey the law of God concerning marriage yet disobey everything else. That makes no sense. Since when does a spirit have sperm? Since when can a spirit create anything by themselves? Did God give the fallen angels, the angels that sinned, the ability to create life, which is in the blood, by which comes from sperm? No, he did not. John chapter 1, verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. At the very second the sperm hits the egg, a light flashes. That is the light of all men. That is the life. Angels do not have this ability. There is no, there is so much evidence showing the doctrine of fallen angels and human women having children as a lie and absolute utter deception. I cannot convince you all 
I can show you, all I can do is show you in the scripture the truth. It is up to you to believe the word of God or to believe man. Yes, this is a huge rabbit trail, but if I did not obey God and revise this, I would be guilty and I do not want anyone's blood on my hands nor be turned over to a reprobate mind. I fear God and not man. I want you to understand that. Now, as I, I'm going to cut this one short because, as I said, there's so much in it that I want you, I beg you, each and every one, to dig into the word for yourself. Learn this, know it, so you will not be deceived. Because this, this false doctrine, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And now what they're trying to do is they're trying to say now with uh, this V that's going on that it's going to change your DNA. I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that at all. But if back thousands of years ago they had this ability to do it then, why did they wait all these thousands of years and now they need technology in order to do it? Does it make sense? Does it make sense? On top of that, one last thing and I'm going to close this. They say that the reason God destroyed the mammals and the birds and the creeping things and the plants and all that was because the enemy uh, polluted their DNA also. That's not true. Because if that is true, brothers and sisters, why on earth did God tell Moses, not Moses, but Noah to bring two of all the unclean, the unclean, the ones that's not good to eat, right? And then seven of the clean into the ark if they were all polluted. That makes no sense. And then he wants them to go ahead and repopulate the earth. Why destroy the earth? That makes no sense at all. And then on top of that, he didn't destroy the aquatic life, the sea life. He didn't destroy them. But they were supposed to be polluted too. Their DNA was supposed to be mutilated mingled think rationally use what God has given us and it's called a brain and he wants us to use it these things that they're saying is lies it is absolute lies and it makes no sense whatsoever if the animals were polluted then he would have destroyed them all but he did not so why did he destroy most of them and only keep a couple of pairs of each. Why did he do that? Because if he would have just destroyed the humans and save only those eight, but let the earth continue as is, can you imagine the fight that would go on for the food resources as the animals continue to populate and repopulate and populate and populate more? They would outnumber man and end up eventually eating man. Plain and simple. Think about it. It was not because their DNA was polluted. It is not. It is not. It is not. Okay. I'm going to stop it there. I want you to take this to the Lord in prayer. Don't take my word for it. Do not. Do not take any man's word for it. Go to God in prayer. Search these things out. Be a Berean. I'm begging you. Please. All right, brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And your nose in the book, which is the word of of God and embed the word of God upon the tablets of your hearts so you will not sin against God or be deceived. Until next time, brothers and sisters, I love you dearly with all of my heart.
बाय